Welcome to the Product Podcast, brought to you by Product School. Here, you'll get fresh insight from the people at the very top of the tech companies who make the products we love. Remember, you can learn product management live online. Visit productschool.com to discover our new certificate path. There, you can also join the world's largest community of PMs and network with the leaders from these podcasts at our online events. There's something happening almost every day. Welcome to this session. So today we're going to talk about breaking into product management. My name is Marilyn Nika, and I will try to get you inspired and even more excited about this field. I will talk to you about my experiences, and I will provide some hopefully helpful tips as to how to break into this incredible field. So first things first, I wanted to introduce myself to you. I am currently an AI product manager working at Google. I focus on speech, so anything that has to do with speech recognition um, in order for the Google Assistant to recognize who you are, um, this is what I do. Uh, at the same time, I am teaching product management at Harvard Business Analytics. Um, in the past, I was a NetTech startup founder, um, raised some funding, had a nice team, things didn't work out, but I learned so much from this experience and hopefully some of these slides are going to help you uh, in case you're currently where I used to be at. Previously, I did an internship at Facebook. I was a, a data analyst. Um, at the same time, I am advocating for women in tech and allies. I am a co-founder of the Geekettes, and I have received an award, the Women of the Year in Tech Award by Every Woman in 2018. So I'm very, very proud to support the Women in Tech and Allies community. Um, education, I have a PhD in computer science and epidemiology from Imperial College London. But the reason I talk to you about all this is not you know, to read my bio. Um, I essentially want to tell you that it doesn't matter where you come from. Anyone can be a PM. You can be a biologist. You can become a product manager. You can be, have studied history. You can be a product manager. There is no cookie cutter. So I encourage everyone to just um, go on LinkedIn and search for the companies you're interested in and see what background people that are product managers have. It's very, very important to see how diverse this incredible field is and hopefully that will get you excited uh, to apply as well right um before getting started i would love to let you know that um i'd love to connect with you so you can add me on instagram linkedin twitter i always try to respond i review resumes i provide coaching anything i can do to help this community please reach out i'm more than happy to connect with you okay so let me lower this so my window should be a bit smaller, but you hopefully can still see me. All right. And now let's dive right into things, right? So I talked to you about me. Now I want to talk to you about, I want to learn about you. Um, sadly, I cannot talk to all of you right now, but let's kind of try to brainstorm here, okay? I would guess that you, some of you have technical skills, marketing skills, some of you have business skills, um, maybe a combination of the above. Maybe you don't know. Maybe you don't know what the product skill is. And that's okay. The point of this session is to talk to people that have some skills and they want to see if these skills fit into product management, okay? And then you may be an entrepreneur. You may have a startup, right? You may be an employee at some company doing a PM or in some other role. You may be an entrepreneur that does not want to be an employee or an employee that does not want to be an entrepreneur or you may be an employee that does not want to be an employee. 
anything, whatever it is, we're here to talk about product management. It doesn't matter where you're at in your journey, you can find your path to PM. So this is why I'm asking all these questions because I'm here to help you, to, to guide you. And I'm saying this because I used to be in this position, right? I used to be an entrepreneur, used to be an employee. I used to be an entrepreneur um, that I thought I had to be an employee when the startup failed. Um, so yeah, hopefully I will help you navigate this. Okay, so in order to kind of um, get things going, let's first talk about this, right? Breaking into product management. Why? Why do it in the first place, right? I think a good way to start is to discuss about an employee versus an entrepreneur, okay? I have a couple of definitions here for you. Obviously, you know what an employee versus an entrepreneur is, but let's get into details. So an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur creates a new business, um, bearing most of the risks and enjoying most of the rewards. They're commonly seen as an innovator, a source of ideas, goods, services, and businesses or um, procedures. An employee is hired for a specific job or to provide labor in the service of someone else. Okay, so this is the very, very generic uh, landscape for an employee versus entrepreneur. And usually people think they can either do one or the other. But let me tell you, this is not the case, okay? One does not exclude the other. And the reason is that if you're an employee, you can actually be a pioneer. So you can, you know, spark energy and imagination in your team, or you can be a driver and actually value challenges, generate momentum. Or in other words, you can see where I'm going with it. You can be a product manager. A product manager is essentially an employee and an entrepreneur at the same time that's hired um, either by a startup or by a big company. And let me tell you something that I, I was very surprised to learn when I first joined the, the tech world. Um, if a startup gets acquired, it's very common that the CEO of the startup is going to enter and join a company as a product manager. I've seen this in quite a few tech companies. So as I said, you would be the CEO um, of your product area within a company. So one does not exclude the other. Hold that thought because it's it's very important to know. Okay, so what does a product manager do? The reason I ask this question is because every single person that I have asked this question to tells me a different thing. Every single person has a different idea of what being a PM is. And some people end up not liking it. Some people end up loving it. But it's very important to define what that is before we talk about how to get there, right? Because step one is to see if it's for you, if product management is what you would love to do, okay? I have a video here that I love, but I think it's a great kind of introduction as to what product management is. Let's play it. If you take the specifications from the customers and you bring them down to the software engineers, yes, yes, that, that's, that's right. Well, I just have to ask, why do the customers just take them directly? This is not important people. Well, I'll tell you why. Because engineers are not good at dealing with customers. So, so. Okay. So, this is a movie I like. This is very interesting because it's very close to PM, right? And obviously, I don't agree that engineers are not good with dealing with customers. But. PMs are great with dealing with users. 
PMs are the advocate of the user that is outside of the company. So you're there to create amazing products for the users and then translate their product requirements into business requirements and engineering requirements so that you can actually bring something to life, which is super cool, right? So here's a definition. A PM helps their team and company build and ship the right product. This is your definition. This is very important to remember. And now let's try to break it down and work backwards and see what skills you would need to have in order to be a good PM. So if you want to help your team, that means you have influence, leadership, you're great at resource management. You need resources, obviously, right? Um, coordination. And then to build and ship the right products. Okay, what do you need there? Technical influence, technical understanding, market understanding, and communication. Before you get scared, for those of you, those of you that are not technical, um, technical influence does not mean you know be able to um, write algorithms, anything very complicated. But it does mean to be able to understand the basics of um, architecture. What is a client? What is a server? How does data move? What happens there, right? You may be asked to make trade-offs, like do we create an Android app? Do we create a web app? Do we create, I don't know, like a hybrid? So you may need to understand the complexities and what goes behind the scenes. And that's what technical influence is. And you can learn that, okay? You don't need a degree. You don't need to have studied computer science. Um, it would be great if you had studied computer science, especially if you're in a very technical area, but you don't need to. Okay, and now the key to being a PM, right? So PM helps their team and company build and ship the right product. Here's the key, here's the heart of being a PM. What does that mean? To build the right product, you need to have a vision. You need to have an empathy for the users, be creative and leverage the right technology. Okay, so this may be scary, but being a PM means that you have a vision. You have a long-term vision about your company. Like, what should we do in five years' time? Okay, how should we do it? What is it? How impactful is it going to be? How do we prioritize what goes in the APP, what goes later on, and, and things like that? So now that we discussed about this, you can see that being a PM is actually right there in the middle of engineering, business, and user experience. And you sit right there. And in all honesty, sometimes, you know, you're the visionary, like I talked about, uh, depending on where you're at, at the product development cycle, sometimes you're a janitor, right? So you, you pick up things and you make sure everything's okay. Sometimes you're a data scientist. There are so many roles. As I said, you're the CEO and you get to do all these different things. Uh, Marisa Mayer said, hey, product manager management is really the fusion between technology, what engineers do, and the business side. And this is exactly what I'm here to talk to you about. So before we proceed as to how to get into this field, let's talk about the technical product development lifecycle, because I think that's another important part before I tell you exactly what's needed. So there are five stages of technical product development. Okay, number one, as I said, you need to come up with ideas. You need to have vision. Number two, R&D. So that's where you would need to be a program manager, a scientist, because that's where when you will do your research, launch your MVP and see if there is a market fit. And then you need to do testing of that prototype, make sure you know everything works well, and then launch it in a portion of the population and see if um, it works, if people like it, what people think, 
do some UX research, things like that. Number five, you need to roll it out to the world. So come up with a go-to-market strategy. Um, and that's where you execute quite a lot. So how do we make this happen? How can we embrace these five steps of the life cycle and be an amazing PM? If you're coming from random areas like uh, SWE or, well, SWE is not random, um, like physics, biology, anything like that. Well, I created a checklist for you. And I wish someone had sent me this checklist when I was um, trying to enter this field. Okay, so hopefully this is going to help you. Number one, this is probably where you're at right now. So before applying for PM roles, you will need to read. Understand what a PM does and if it's for you. This is what I tried to do in the beginning of these slides to walk you through kind of the, the, the process, what it is and and if you like it, you know, in the first place. Um, number two, you need to build. So you need to gain some experience showing your resume that you have the passion for building, for creating and launching. And all of you have a question now. I will probably be able to read in the comments. Okay, how do I do this? Okay, how do I build? I don't understand. I don't, I'm not a PM right now. How do I do this? Well, here's my advice to you. Here's what I did. There are so many hackathons, okay? If you search hackathons, especially now with COVID, there are so, so many opportunities. And you sign up for free, you join a Slack channel, and there is a team matching place. And you can just type in and make a post and say, hey, I have ideas. I cannot code. Are there any engineers that would like to team up or any other people that would like to, um, you know, brainstorm and come up with some cool ideas? If you do this within 24 or 48 hours, you'll have created something that you were there for from the beginning to end. And even if you don't win anything at the hackathon, you can still say, hey, I built a learning app or hey, I built um, a health checker app, something, anything. So once you do that two, three, four times, you'll be able to show and demonstrate you have a passion for creative things. And that's very important. Number two, if you're currently working at a company, okay, you can reach out to the product team in your company and say, hey, you know, can I work one hour per day on something related to product? Is there anything I can do pro bono? Or you can ask your manager to let you do some rotation or something like this. Um, sometimes the opportunity is there, but we don't see it and you kind of need to go after it and chase it. But the point is you need to build the resume and gain some experience. Number three, get your storytelling right. Storytelling is very important. You need to have storytelling when it comes to explaining what you've built, uh, explaining what the most complicated concept is to a young child. Writing your resume needs storytelling. So storytelling, start thinking like that. It's a very important skill. And the earlier you conquer it, the better it's going to be. Okay, so let's say you've done all that and now you want to apply, okay? You've seen some roles you're interested in. What do you do? Well, now, first of all, you need to do an online revamp. So revamp your online presence. That matters. And why do I say this? I say it because a lot of people, people notice us, they go on our LinkedIn, um, they add us. It's important to have a profile an online presence that shows people who you are, what you want to do. Offline revamp, revamp your resume. Make it 
interesting. Show what you're really passionate about, right? Show people what you've created, what you've launched. Try to make these points come across. Not just, I can do X, Y, Z. No, here's what I did. Here's the impact I had. Here's how many people used the feature I launched, something like this. And then an important part, tell. Tell your friends, tell your colleagues, if you're comfortable, um, that you're available and you're looking for work. So LinkedIn has a feature where you turn it on and you say you're open to opportunities um, to recruiters and you actually say what roles you're interested in. And if you turn this on, people from your company cannot see that you turn it on. So other companies can reach out to you and your company won't know that you're looking for another job. I think that's very, very important because recruiters will start reaching out for PM jobs, right? Okay. And then apply, 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 apply. Why am I saying all this? I am saying all this because um, the more you apply to roles, even if you are, even if you're not interested to, the more experience you will get with this process, right? Sometimes it can be uncomfortable, long, phone calls here and there, screens. Apply a lot so that you can get used to it. And the more you do it, the the better you're going to be with it, right? So the more I apply, don't wait for the perfect role. And tailor your resume to the role you're applying for. That's another important concept. Interview time, okay? Please take it seriously. If you have an interview, sometimes this is the life-changing shot. So take it seriously. Tell your friends and family, hey, I need this time. Please take on more items than I usually do because I need to actually take time to study. This matters. Take it seriously. Learn. Learn about the process of the interview. Each company has a different process, okay? And you should ask the recruiters what the process is. How many screens? How many phone calls? Um, how? What entails each interview? Is it going to be you know, more analytical? Is it going to be more product design? Is it going to be engineering? Be very familiar with it so that you know what to expect going in and what to prepare. As per time, if you have an interview coming up, um, actually before having an interview coming up, you can say, look, I need three weeks to prepare. I need two months to prepare. Don't be afraid to ask for time. The more you are aware that you will need to sit down and study, the more you will see the importance of asking time. So don't be afraid. A lot of people ask for time. Mock 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 okay so you improve your interview skills with mock interviews go to your friends find pms in your company or outside or linkedin that have already gone through interviews and ask them to interview you and this is really important because you need to get used to this process of storytelling as i said and expanding on how to build a certain product for a certain audience think about the user first the more mocks you will do, the better you will be. The first time I did mocks, I was awful. I left the session and I said, there's absolutely no way I will ever be a PM. But then the next time, it was a bit better and a bit better and a bit better until I said, okay, I got this, okay? So it's very important. Next, fail. It's very possible that at some point in your life, at some interview, you will fail. I have failed. Everyone has failed. Be prepared for it and just embrace it and move on. Next step, okay? Get up and succeed. I failed so much 
that once I interviewed on an on-site interview and as I was exiting, this is no joke, I was exiting the building, I entered the elevator and I got an automated rejection letter. <laughs> so failing is so normal, it's part of life. And then as I said, prepare to succeed after you have gone through all these steps. The most important part of all these is what comes here, which is you need throughout this entire process to have applied a um, mindset, a PM mindset. So you need to think like a PM, walk around, say, how do I improve this door? How do I take my smartwatch and improve it? How do I create a smartwatch? How do I create, get this greeting card, greeting card here and improve it that my friends send me? How do I do this? So think like that, embrace it every day, all day. Challenge the status quo. What does that mean? That means that, you know, even if at your company people say it is what it is, you can say, well, we could do this, which would be better for the users. Think 10x, 10 times better. Be innovative, be creative. Um, advocate. So you need to inspire those after you, uh, around you. Um, the more you inspire a team, the more they're going to produce, the performance is going to be great. So it's very important to advocate and be inspirational measure so you need to be very analytical a pm a pm mindset means that you can actually measure success you know what metrics matter and you demonstrate this on a day-to-day so these are the things you need to think about i have an faq here which are the most commonly asked questions that i've been getting um and maybe it's some of your questions uh number one i want to be a pm but i'm not creative well let me tell you a lot of people would think that they're not creative but um, Steve Jobs says, hey, a lot of times people don't know what they want until you show it to them. So even if you think you're not creative, um, maybe an idea you have is actually something people need, but they didn't know they needed it. So try to be ahead of your time. Try to listen to users. If you want, just go to Twitter and type in, I wish blank existed. And then you can actually see what people are searching for, what people want. Hashtags were created because of this brainstorm with friends and colleagues um have a brainstorming session around the topic you're interested in review competition in a field so see what people are doing doing market research and that's how you come up with creativity you don't just wake up with it well at least in my case right these are all my personal experiences i the more i feed my mind with information the more i wake up and i get more um ideas so yeah try to trigger it and you know your most unhappy customers are your greatest source of learning so you can work backwards and see what people don't like about the current product or product area and work backwards and prove it and then so what is the status quo and why challenge it in the first place let me show you let me talk to you a bit about tesla because tesla i really like what they've done with the cars right so they challenge the status quo because they have frequent software updates for the cars you feel like this is an open-ended and continuously in the making car that you may own and it's this pm strategy it's really fascinating so i want to just play this video for you it's only a small part I want to be here. Well, I think it's, it's, it's really a mindset. You have to decide we're going to try to do things uh, differently. 
Well, provided, provided that they're better, better. you shouldn't do things differently just because they're different. They need to be different, different and better. better. Um, but I think you just have to sort of decide. Let's, 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 let's think, think beyond the normal stuff, stuff. And, and, and have an environment where that sort of thinking is encouraged and rewarded and where it's okay to fail as well. Because that's it, right? So it's okay to fail, as I said, and you need to challenge status quo. You need to think about innovation. You need to be very, very creative. And the environment is also important. So you should definitely apply to roles that would foster this creativity environment, because I think that's uh, an important concept. Okay, let me go to the next slide here. All right. The question I get all the time, hey, what's the most important skill for being a PM? I already told you it is storytelling. So if you cannot explain it, see, maybe I'm not a good storyteller. If you cannot explain it simply, then you do not understand it well enough. The question I, I've gotten some company in the past is, hey, how would you explain a simple concept to a three-year-old and it sounds easy but trust me it is not so i think that's a good way to start just you know think about it um like how do you explain a laptop to a three-year-old how do you explain i don't know a mobile phone to a three-year-old try to do this mental exercise because this is definitely going to help with um storytelling some resources because a lot of people have asked me um cracking the pm interview is a book that a lot of you i'm sure may know it's very helpful but I think you should definitely learn about the practice of product management. And the book in the middle, I really like it. Um, it's by O'Reilly. Um, it's like, it's a real world guide. Um, and it was great. I was studying it when I was interviewing uh, and it, it helped me a lot. And last, product school, it's great. They have certificates, they have teaching uh, webinars like this one. And I hope this is going to help. I hope what I talk to you about is going to help. Please add me on social media. I often post um, opportunities. I am open to being reached out. I teach. I am happy to review resumes. Anything that can help you enter this incredible, incredible, incredible field. And the last thing I'm going to say is that I know it may seem overwhelming, I know that there are just so many websites and resources out there and you may have failed at some interview or you don't know where to start. Stick with it. It's worth it. And honestly, the most difficult part is just to apply. So beginning is the difficult part. Stick with it. It's definitely worth it. And I'm here to help with it. With that, thank you so much. I hope this has helped you. Thank you all for joining. And I am more than honored to be a part of this. So thank you all so much. Thank you for listening to the product podcast. If you like this episode, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. For more product insights, head over to productschool.com.